Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for listening today. You can always find us online at pathtozion.com or on our YouTube channel. Just search for Path to Zion and you will find us there. We do have some new content I want to remind you is there from several days ago. We talked about a plea to Christian America, just talking about this was a couple days before the election and I just felt really burdened to to plead before the Christian American church to say, please, please handle yourself in maturity, in self-control. Be above reproach, church. Be honorable. Be dignified. We talked about that. And man, I'm just going to tell you right here and now, right now when I'm recording this, it's Friday morning um, and we are days on the other side of the election. And I'm telling you, I'm not real impressed. I'm not real pleased with the church's response. She's she's whining. She's grumbling. She's complaining. She is not satisfied. Now we're not going to talk about that today. I'm, I'm I'm just a little too I'm a little too raw with that. I'll just admit. And so what am I going What am I going to do? I'm going to show some restraint. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to submit my emotions, my thoughts, my opinions my convictions, and my vantage point to another time um, when I can just more appropriately say what I feel needs said and uh, hopefully I'll be more spiritual than natural. I don't want to be influenced by my own emotions. And guess what? That's what I'm saying, church. That's what I'm saying is can we be a spiritual people who aren't so just driven by this immediacy this I have to say something drive that is natural and carnal and fleshly. I cannot be silent. I cannot wait. I will not wait. We see that, I'm telling you, we see that in the response as a whole. The entire issue at hand right now for the patriotic Christian American right is we should have had an answer that the president was going to continue to be the president before I went to bed. And because that didn't happen, something has to be wrong. I should have known before I went to work Wednesday morning, and we don't know, so panic ensues. People are losing their minds, and let's just be honest, they're doing it in God's name. This is the work of the devil. The, the, the prophets who prophesied Trump winning by a landslide, guess what? They look foolish. They look foolish, so what do you do? Well, you have two options. You admit you were wrong, which would be godly and right and admirable, or you shift gears and you defend yourself. Well, I would have been right, but we've been lied to. This is fraud. This is deception. I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there because, again, I'm not going to be able to show proper restraint, so that will be for another day. So what are we going to talk about today then? Well... Let's try this. Last night um, was our Thursday night gathering here um, at the church across the street. And what I shared was about 98% Bible verses. I just read verses talking about what? An unshakable kingdom. An unshakable kingdom. Well, of course, it's obvious why I would have compiled all these verses yesterday to share that last night. And so I just thought, you know what? Let's take this to a broader audience. Let's 
Let's take the seed of the word of God and put it in our hand and literally throw it out. Scattered all about the earth. Listen, man, we have more listeners right now. This is ridiculous, right? Right this second, this podcast, this one, has as many listeners in China as I have in my home state here in Virginia. Okay? That's ridiculous, right? So what do we do? We take these seeds of truth, of righteousness, of the word of the Lord, and we cast it out and we say, accomplish your work. Accomplish your purposes in this hour. For whoever is willing to listen, for who is whoever is willing to say, you know what? I'm not going to be captivated by all these things of earth. I'm not going to be so distracted. And the church right now, admittedly, if she were honest, she has to say, you know what? I'm just feeling kind of distracted. I'm feeling kind of swayed, moved, tossed about here and there, right? We have to admit that. And so I want to share a little bit um, of, of the verses. I don't know how many we're going to get to. It's three pages typed out. But it, it will set a precedence to hopefully, if we allow it, if, we're, if we are in fact fertile ground, it will get into us and literally change us. We do realize that, right? The, the, the mentality of, of wide-way Christianity, much of the church, capital C, the people, we know these verses, we quote them, we have t-shirts that say them, they're on our cars, they're our life verse. But I'm telling you, when, when trials come, when things that we are in right now come to, human, to humanity, it seems like they're irrelevant. It seems like these truths, these Bible truths, facts, realities, it seems like, hmm, I mean... Does it not seem that way to anyone else? It seems like we forget. We have very short-term memory and we forget these truths. And about today, the truth about, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Turn everything off, including our mouths. We are supposed to be in an unshakable kingdom, residence. It should be our abode. And so I want to talk about that for a little while um, and read a whole bunch of verses. Why? Because this is truth. Commentary? Yeah, that's easy, man. I, oh boy, could I talk today. Oh man, could I just... Wow. Easy. That's all over the internet. It's all over the news. It's all over everywhere you look. Okay? I would like to insert something different today. That is like, what is the reminder of the scriptures? The literal word of God that is alive. It's living and active. This needs applied to our lives. So let it be a reminder to you whether you think you need one or not. Whether you think, if you're convinced now, man, I'm assaulting hell today. I'm hearing that, all that verbiage. We've got we've to rush the gates of hell that are trying to keep Trump out of office. Friends, seriously. Oh, oh my gosh, seriously. That's what I said in the video series, the two-part series, A Plea to Christian America. The rhetoric of the church... I mean all of it. All of it. <laughs> no matter what flavor you're in. All of hell, Hasatan, Satan the devil, he has stopped every single activity on the earth to assault the U.S. presidential election. Oh my gosh, please. Are we really that arrogant? We think, we think way more highly of ourselves than we ought. I'm just saying. What was? I broke this up into three categories somewhat loosely. What was? The now, 
and the prophetic what is yet to come. Not prophetic in the sense of Reverend Jim Bob out in California had a dream last night and now he's going to tell you what's going to happen in the election today. Man, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I have dreams. Do you have dreams? Like I said months ago, these prophets, man, they have a dream at at 6 a.m. and they're live on YouTube at 6.01. We do not wait upon the discernment of the Lord. We have a dream, a vision, a thought. Hey, hit record, man. Thus saith the Lord. I've seen it all. He told me. Put me on a program. Hook me up, man. Do the do the Skype. Do the do the uh, Zoom meeting right now. We've got to declare the prophetic word of the Lord. Well, what about the prophetic word of the Lord in the written eternal word of God? We're going to get to that too. Psalm chapter 93, the Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord has clothed and encircled himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. The world is firmly established and it will not be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from eternity. There's an everlasting throne. Thrones are set over kingdoms. And this is an unshakable kingdom, a kingdom established in the strength of the Lord who is clothed and encircled in this strength. He will not be moved. He is sure. He is set. Everything he speaks is done. In his sovereign hand, he has already been to the end. And he sits enthroned over every single thing. Isaiah chapter 28. Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for the foundation, and it is firmly placed. The one who believes in it, the precious cornerstone foundation that is firmly placed, this one who believes in it will not be disturbed. I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the level. He, Yahweh God Elohim, who laid the stone in Zion, he will make justice the measuring line. He will make righteousness the level. And he is offering a foundation, a cornerstone foundation, and it itself is very firmly placed. He is offering that to be your abode, friend. And he promises the one who believes in it will not be disturbed. Are you disturbed today? I see a whole lot of people that I know and people that I don't that claim to be followers of Messiah within the body of Christ, completely entrusting every single detail of this earth to Yahweh God eternal. Very disturbed. I mean, irate. We will not stand for this. We will not be quiet. We will stand up and declare what God is saying. And oh boy, it gets real hairy then when all these men want to stand up. And now, oh now, now I have a post-election prophetic word. Now, now what I prophesied back in July has not transpired in any single way possible, but it's okay. I'll still get a million views. Because now I have an updated word of the Lord. It's interesting, I think. Psalm 91. One who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will lodge in the shadow of the Almighty. 
I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It is he who rescues you from the net of the trapper and from the deadly plague. He will cover you with his pinions under his wings. You may take refuge. His faithfulness is a shield. His faithfulness is a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the plague that stalks in darkness, or of the destruction that devastates at noon. Friends, there are things all around us that are desiring to have us, to have you, to remove you from under his wings, to remove you from his refuge and fortress. Are you being aware? Are you being alert? Are you being a discerning spiritual man? Or are you just just consuming news and adjusting every single thing that that the God of all creation is doing based upon information? I'm giving you a moment to ask that question. Please, I mean, really ask. What am I basing my current position and posture upon? Is it what I'm hearing from the words and mouths of mere men, flawed men, deceitful men, liars on every side? Do you do realize that, right? Both sides are liars, connivers, manipulators. Both sides are lying to you. Both sides are lying to you to pro- to propose and to push their own agenda. And friends, just because you choose an agenda and brand it the good agenda does not make it right. It does not make it any less deceitful than the other. It is the kingdoms of men. There's not real news, fake news. It is all fabricated to draw you in and distract you and remove you from saying, my refuge, my fortress, in him alone I trust. Hebrews 12, 28. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Let us worship God acceptably with reverence and all. Are we receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken? Is that what we are moving towards? Are we advancing unto, establishing now incrementally along the way, a residence in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Yeshua Messiah from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, never spoil, never fade. Unchanging, unwavering, cannot perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance... This is something tangible now and partially in the not yet that will, of course, come in in fullness, but it cannot perish, not spoil, and not fade. So what if we can endeavor now to to be that dedicated to this reality, to go into our inheritance now by decisions, by our thoughts, by our motives, by our captivated mind? what we are meditating upon. We're going to get to that in a moment as well. Now this moves into more of the now of an unshakable kingdom. Now unshakable kingdom, by the way, I could only find it twice in the New Testament. Um, As much as the kingdom is discussed, this actual word unshakable is only twice and it's very clearly understood 
It cannot be moved. Impossible. It cannot be moved whatsoever. It is an unmovable object, if you will. It cannot be shaken. It is impossible. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 5. For though we lived in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons... Okay, pause. Okay, is that true? Is that true? Shaul Paul's instruction to 2 Corinthians, he's saying this is something already present. Hey, we, although we live in the world, we don't function like the world does. We don't fight, we don't wrestle, we don't bicker, we don't debate, we don't do all these things, man. We don't wage war with natural things in natural kingdoms of men. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. They're not worldly. They're not worldly kingdoms. They're not worldly kingdoms. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The greater issue... The greater issue are the strongholds using men, using women, using positions of power in the fallen governments of men, including this one in these United States of America. They are the strongholds. Humanity is influenced, moved about as a puppet by the strongholds. And those of us Hopefully, if we are filled with the Spirit of God, we are controlled by the Spirit. But listen, we are still prone, if not careful, in bodies of flesh to be subject to strongholds ourselves. Church, if you think you're above that, there's a big problem. I'm going to teach on this in coming days. I've been working on just some stuff about the elect being led astray and the great falling away, man, I'm asking the Father, I'm like, is this it, God? Is this the beginning of that? Because people that I have had in my mind that I look at and I like really revere in my heart now, and I'm not talking about global ministry people, I'm talking about real people. I'm like, God, they seem really deceived. They seem really deceived, God. Am I deceived? I'm not saying I'm even elect. I don't know. I'm kind of like, God, who am I? Who in the world are elect? That's one thing I'm working on. But they're going to be deceived. And so, friend, if you say, I've heard Christians say, man, there's no way I'm deceived. There's no way. It's impossible, friend. Right there, I'm just going to say, that right there, you're deceived. (laughs) You're deceived at the outset if you believe you're above being led astray. We have got to be careful, watchmen on the walls of our hearts, of our minds, of the words of our mouth. Every single one of us can and will be led astray if it is in fact possible for us and we're not being careful. However, we demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I talked about this last night. Every time this verse is read, I have to just raise my hand. Hey, can I share something on that? Um, I don't know how many years ago the Lord really showed me in this verse something I, I don't remember hearing before, which is what? This is an instruction to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In other words, you don't take your bad, I'm doing air quotes, your bad thoughts captive. This does not say that. Take every bad thought, evil thought captive. No, it doesn't say that. You take every single thought captive. And you make it obedient to Christ. Why? You don't have the ability to know what's good and bad. You call evil things good and good things evil. 
All of us can be those men if we're not submitting ourselves to the obedience of Christ. Every single thought. Here, here, Yeshua Messiah, I bring this up to your throne. I place it at your feet and I say, guess what? You tell me what to meditate on. You tell me what is right. You tell me what is good and what is evil. We can study the word. We can know what's holy. We can know what good and evil are. But this says, take every thought captive. Psalm chapter 16, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad. My heart, or excuse me, my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. My flesh now, not just my spirit, man, even my flesh can rest in hope. I'm seeing people on Facebook, believers now, Christians, who say, I can't sleep. They'll post something at three in the morning about vote counts. Four in the morning, I got up at five because I couldn't sleep. I'm just so distressed and I'm praying and crying out to God saying, this isn't right. This can't happen. I'm so stressed. Friends, this says, my flesh also shall rest in hope. Going on in Psalm chapter 16, For you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. Your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Where is the fullness of joy? In his presence. Where are pleasures forevermore? At his right hand. So here's the question. Where is your abode? Where is your abode? Last night it was kind of lighthearted. I said, location, location, location. It's all about our location. Where are we functioning out of? Yes, we're men and bodies of flesh. Yes, we're in a natural world. I've been told to my face, Joel, some, man, this was 15 years ago. Joel, sometimes you're, you're, what is it? You sound like you're so heavenly minded, you're of no earthly good. Are you kidding me? Are you joking? I'm not talking about some fantasy-esque life where I don't pay my bills, I don't go to work, I don't feed my son, I don't take care of my house, I don't bush hog my farm, I don't talk to a friend at the at the at the dealership where I'm working about Messiah. I don't you know what I'm saying? None of this matters. Nothing matters. I don't shower, I don't I don't trim my beard. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a rightful understanding that guess what? Man, my dwelling place is at the right hand of the Father. I don't understand that, do you? I don't understand that, yet it is true. Colossians 1.21, in other words, you who at once time were separated from God and had a hostile attitude towards him because of your wicked deeds, he has now reconciled in the Son's physical body through his death in order to present you holy without defect or reproach before himself, provided, of course, that you continue in something. Man, we hit this point hard last night during our gathering. Okay, so all these, you've heard the beginning of this, 21 and 22. Man, you hear that all the time. All this great reconciliation verbiage. You were separated from God. You were evil. You were hostile. You were you're vile in his sight, but he reconciled you through the Son. Yes and amen. He presented me holy without defect or reproach. Amen. Holy cow, are you kidding me? Verse 23, provided. Okay, so this is true. 
21 and 22 of Colossians chapter 1, they are true if you continue in your trusting. Oh, trusting. What am I trusting in? If you continue trusting in him, grounded and steady, sounds like an unshakable kingdom living to me. If you are trusting, grounded and steady, and do not let yourselves be moved away from the hope offered in the good news you heard. What is the good news? What's the good news, man? There is a kingdom. There is an unshakable kingdom that you can live in. Come out. Come in. Come out. Come in. Into the unshakable kingdom. All these prerequisites, man. There's so many things in the Bible. If you, I will. When you, I will. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 14. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given by us, or excuse me, by God. Again, we're talking about how we function, what realm we're in, what kingdom we're living according to, and what what is it that fuels us. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God. Man, this really makes me look at this hour and... And holy cow, natural, 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 natural. Why? To the natural person, the things of the Spirit of God are folly to him. He's not even able to understand them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, what is true, what is honorable, whatever is just, Christian America, please listen. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, hey, guess what? Think about these things. Think about these things, church. Think about these things. Honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, things of excellence, anything that's worthy of praise, anything that will get your brain out of all this dirty mess of the kingdoms of men right here in this nasty fallen nation, man, praiseworthy things. I'm asking you, I'm just going to ask a question. We're going to make this two parts. I'm just going to end it right here with a question. Are you praising Yahweh God today the same way you did when you were sure President Trump was getting reelected? The same as when you watched a video that prophesied he's going to win in a landslide and you praise the Lord. I heard people, man, all over America as I watch these videos, I listen to conversations, I'm in gatherings and they're excited and they're praising the Father. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're going to put him back in office. This is going to, we're going to overturn abortion. We're going to get bigger bank accounts. We're going to get promotions. The economy's coming back. We're going to close the doors on China, even though half of the possessions in my home are made there. Oh, wait, well, we don't talk about that. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praises upon the lips of his people until what? Until trials come, until challenges come, until something happens that in our natural mind thinking, like we just read, the natural man, it seems like folly. This seems ridiculous. God, are you kidding? What are you doing? Oh, that's why we have to rush the gates of hell. Because it has to be the devil because it's not what I want to happen. So it's got to be the devil. This is saying commendable, excellent, lovely, pure, just, honorable, true, anything at all worthy of your praise and adoration to the Father, guess what, brother? You think about these things. Think about that.
I want to be those people. I want, man, I'm telling you, I want so badly for the church to shut her mouth about all this just fussing and complaining and whining like a eight-year-old bratty kid on the playground and open their mouth and start declaring these things from Philippians chapter four. I want to hear something lovely. I want to hear something praiseworthy out of God's people, not all this grumbling and fussing and complaining because guess what? Things just aren't looking good for you. So be it. Yes and amen, Father. Your will be done. Do what you want to do, God. You are absolutely in control. I'm hidden under the shadow of your wing. All these things we've already read and there's more coming. Friends, we've got to know where in the world are we taking up residence? Are we living for an unshakable kingdom? Or is the church on shaky ground right now? Man, I can see the church in my imagination and the whole ground like tectonic plates, man. They're rocking left. They're rocking right. They're rocking. They're they're tipping left and right like an iceberg in the ocean. And man, I'm telling you, it's going to have to go down. It's going to have to go down. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for so many years, man. The only way up for Christian America is down. Man, I'm telling you, God, be merciful. God, be kind. But as I said last night, as we started to say that and pray that, he is always merciful. He's always kind. He's always slow to wrath. He's always slow, 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 slow to bringing judgment to any of humanity, especially his own people. We know it's his his attribute. He is good. He is kind. Have a show us mercy, but God, don't let us just fall back into comfort and complacency and cruise in your grace for another millisecond here in this nation. Why? Because I want his praises to be upon the lips of his people. And guess what? You know where the best praise comes from, friend? And then we're going to close today. The best praise comes from your need, your dependence, your desperation. The best praise of humanity comes from a humanity that lifts his hands and cries out, Why? God, I am nothing without you. I am nothing without you. And the pattern of humanity is until something is taken away from us, which which forces us to be dependent in a way we were not dependent before, only then do we cry out, Father, help me. Help us. Help this nation. Yes, and amen, help this nation. But God, help your purposes to be accomplished and not ours. So we're talking about living for an unshakable kingdom. I'm going to record this, post it, record part two, post it. We're going to move on. Thank you for listening. This is the Path to Zion podcast. Man, we're trying our hardest to rediscover the ancient way. Please go to pathtozion.com. Send us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Listen, I posted this on our Facebook this morning. If you are in what I said, full-blown panic mode, if you're like, I'm serious now because This is, you know, you don't see these things in your own life, but like some of these people are like really troubled. I mean, troubled. Email us, find me on Facebook, message us, and I'm telling you, you're going to hear back from me in minutes if I can do that. I want to pray with you. Why? I'm not shaken. I'm not. I'm not being moved. This is natural kingdoms of men business. And guess what? I reside in an unshakable kingdom. It's factual. It's faith. So friend, if you need someone to pray with you, let us know and we'll do that. That's the same day, man. 
Let's do it. So please, consider that, won't you? Thank you for listening. Tune uh, tune back in for part two. Amen.